Hello, Leinster Ireland. I'm back. It's been a while. It's final season for me, so, you know, it's been like a couple months since I've really done anything. Also, just been hella lazy. I'm here with one of my really good friends, Jacob Sussman. He hello. goes to University of Maryland. Hello, hello. I'm glad to be here on this lovely rainy day in Chicago that we have. <laughs> Picked up the perfect day for us to meet, so... For my boys in the UK, you wouldn't really understand. Actually, you would. It's raining like every hour here, so it's pretty much your weather. <laughs> For real. <laughs> but actually, though, big shout out to people like in the UK and Leinster, Ireland. Like, 3% of you guys from each watch my shit. I think that's pretty cool. So, thank you. Big shout outs. Um, honestly, we're just freeballing it here. You know, a little bibbidi boppity, little 1 2 1 2. I'll cut that out, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, like, what do you want to start? I, I was thinking we could start with the the alien situation, because mm -hmm. that's pretty fresh in my mind, because I watched the documentary The Phenomenon yesterday. The Phenomenon. On, it was on Amazon, it came out this year, and it just, just well-versed me again in like the alien situation. It went over some things that I knew already, but it had some pretty good eyewitness uh, accounts of close encounters, and I thought it was super interesting. But Jacob here is uh, more of a skeptic than I am, and you guys know I've been talking about aliens probably every podcast, so Jacob yeah, here so is... We're, we're going to have, have a little bit of like an interesting perspective, because I, obviously I'm, I'm not like a non-believer per se, I, I'm always like up for the realm of possibility, like it's exciting for me to believe that something like aliens could be like visiting Earth, like honestly like that would be like really awesome, but obviously I am... Skeptic. Have like you a lot seen of people, the but the Pentagon release videos on the, the UFOs? Did the you Pentagon? see those videos? Yeah, um, when the Pentagon released them. See, like that's the thing. Like most people that are in my boat, whenever they see like a video like that online, they instantly are skeptical, so they just don't like watch them. It like was that. a front page in the New York Times. It was the Pentagon released three videos. It was actually in 2020, I think. It was really? three videos. One of them was a Tic Tac video, which is one of my favorites. But I'm gonna pull that up right now, so I'll just cut it out because it's gonna right. be a little bit. But I'm going to show you the Tic Tac UFO video, and this was found by Commander Fravor. He was on the West Coast, I think. He works for the U.S. Air Force, and he was on Joe Rogan also. So right. if you guys haven't seen that, I recommend you guys watch that. Gotcha. Um, let's see. This. There's three of them, but this is the... This is where they, ch this it's the UFO, what you guys might be able to hear is just the video right now, it's a UFO flying over the water and the, it's the airplane pilot trying to get a good trace on it with the box, he does get a good trace with it, sorry that's really loud, sorry guys. So like how big is that object like estimated to be? Like, 200 feet usually is what people say. So like how far, how high above are they? Cause it's they're like, pretty, high. they're very close to the water what they're tracking right now. That object, it looks like it's very close to the water. That's what they said in the, when on the interview with Joe Rogan. And like how fast do you think it's like going? I think some people said 2,000 miles per hour, but, 2, but yeah, that was for different, th these are different accounts that I'm trying to reference here, but most people say like, and when I saw like military's officers talk about it, mm -hmm. they usually say like around 2,000 miles per hour. But the interesting thing is about them is like they could start going in one direction and they could immediately change directions with no loss of speed. So it's mm -hmm. like that. That's like I find that just super cool because like we don't have any technology right now that we know of yeah. that could do anything like, like that. You would think it wouldn't be like that difficult to like calculate how fast it's going, considering if you know how high you are above it. Yeah, I could look at the see, speed of like, that video. Like maybe there has to be some sort of on the dash. Answer. There might be a way to find the speed. 
Um, He's like obviously uh, at an elevation of twenty thousand feet, moving at a speed of approximately one hundred thirty-eight miles per hour. So it doesn't seem that bad. Mm -hmm, so well, oh no, this is sorry. Two thousand. Yeah, this is a slow-moving object. This wasn't the same as the video we just watched, but th they move at different speeds. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Because okay, so like for me. That's if it's going like under 200, like under 300 miles per hour, it still definitely could be possible that it is man made. Like, once you're reaching speeds of like several, the thing is, like, these things are like they don't have any sound and mm -hmm. they don't have any visible way of propulsion. So, with jets, you, you have the jet engine on the back and you could see the air trails and you could see a form of propulsion. With these things, it's just a, it's a circle. And it makes no sound, and it emits light, and it doesn't have any visible forms of proportion like any flying objects that we have. Yeah. Pretty much all flying objects that we have have a form of propulsion. Yeah, per personally, I, I could see, like, the most plausible thing being, like, a very advanced drone or something, human-made, like, if, if I were to go this way. Yeah, but humans cannot make things like that. Make things, I mean, yeah. Or at least what we know of. Yeah. Like, that's been released to the public and shown. I, I, this like, is the... Go on. I feel like a, a lot of the people that are skeptical like me, what they point towards when they... Like, is that... Like, there are government projects that obviously go on and that are classified. Oh, yeah. There is... Okay, so you should watch the phenomenon. This is why I'm I'm going to be, like, throw around, like, words like Project Blue Book was the first UFO project started by the Air Force. And then when Project Blue Book went public, it was later found out there was another, even more secret UFO operation that they had. Yeah. So, like, Project Blue Book, most of the files are still, like, not seen by the public because there's a big debate about UFO believers and, like, hassling the government for all the documentation they have. Yeah. But the thing is, like, the government is as interested in these objects as we are, is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. So why would they be interesting interested in these things if they couldn't make them already you know mm -hmm. well well what, what i was kind of like hinting towards is like there are there is the possibility that some of these things that have been spotted or seen as ufos could be things that are created by the government that are classified or it's just like the way that the information has come out it's people want to gravitate towards the fact that it could be a UFO rather So if than... the Pentagon released something saying that there were UFOs not from this world, would you believe the Pentagon? No. You wouldn't believe why, the Pentagon? What, what kind of motive? I feel like there... Yeah, like, exactly. There is no motive for that, right? Like, no, why would they I say that? I feel like that? there has to... Like, I, okay, I don't know. Now because now I kind of feel like the conspiracy theorist. Well, it's say. not... Dude, it's not <laughs> unreasonable because a lot of people are coming out even now because there's a there's an Israeli Space Force person who said a lot of wild claims that I won't even say on here because you're not even close to believing them, I think. But, like, yeah, he was like... He's I coming think... out saying, like, I've been in the field for 30 years multiple years ago i would have been put in an insane asylum but now like i'm gonna speak publicly about what i think is true mm -hmm. and he's coming out he's around like 70 i think he's been in the air force for 30 years for israel there's a lot of uh people from the air force in the u.s actually that were talking about things like that in the phenomenon so like if you're interested in this and becoming more of a believer i would just say just check that out because it is like it's credible it's not trying to force you into mm -hmm. believing anything definitely definitely
<laughs> yeah, I, I'm just curious, like, for me, I don't, I don't even know, for me at least, what would be, like, definite proof where I would 100%, like, believe it. Yeah, like, it would have to be me... People? It would have to be me seeing it and then, like, experiencing it, you know? Yes. Like, I would have to I, see it with my own eyes. Yeah, even, like, no matter how many times people would see it online, like, or, like, I don't know, or at least uh, until a certain number of people were exposed to it and actually had, like, firsthand, because if I knew someone personally... Yeah, yeah, okay, that... so the phenomenon has what I was talking about, first world accounts. So, like, you'll, you'll hear people talk that have seen it. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's why I like that type of stuff, because it's, like, the only way I'll believe is if I see it, you know? Yeah. So, if you hear somebody who did see it, just take their point on it, and then, like, hear them, you know? You don't need to believe them, but, like, they did say they see it. And there's, mm-hmm. like, the Zimbabwe encounter, which I was talking about, was, like, 60-plus kids mm-hmm. all saw it, and they all walked up to it. And this is pretty freaky, but they saw, like, a, an alien come out of it and be, be in front of them. Very interesting. What kind, What age group were the children? I think there was eight, six to twelve. I think was the age group for the school. And did they tell people right after it happened? Oh yeah, and the, no, the government happened? came over there and they were like, "You didn't see anything." And they told all the teachers that. <laughs> and then the teachers were like, "The teachers told the kids that they didn't see anything." But in the phenomenon, they have they have kids and teachers talk about the incident. That's why I keep recommending it. But yeah, they say that. Do you want to hear more about it? We can yeah, go down to a different I, I, subject. Okay, that is that is a little interesting. Okay, I will say, so like... what this kid said she saw was she was playing on a log with one of her friends, mm-hmm. and an alien was like that far from her. I'm holding my hand out for people listening because it's like it, it, she said it was like one meter, which is around three feet. So she said an alien was that close to her, and she could see it in its eyes, and she described how big the eyes were, around like four to five times as big as ours, and it didn't say anything. But she claims, I, I'm not sure if I believe this, but she said this, and a, a couple other kids said this, that the aliens would communicate through their eyes and, like, telepathically tell them things. So, like, this girl said that this alien was, quote-unquote, saying to her that technology is a good and bad thing, but we need to use, like, you guys need to use it properly, is what she claimed she, the alien said to her through the, her their fucking eyes, so... Take that however you will, but this is pretty deep in the alien now, conversation. Like, now, where do all the other people who saw this allegedly come into the equation? Like The 50 other kids? The 50 well, other. They, they had like 15 kids from the Zimbabwe school talk. Some of them are not dead now, but some of them are definitely doing their own thing that couldn't be able to talk. But I think they had 10 to 15 kids on the documentary I'm talking about, and they had one teacher who talked mm. about it. So, okay, so that's like the thing. So, it is like they told someone right after it happened, but... Like, the way that the documentary is, like, I feel like if the way that they, like, because they're recounting the memory, like, after the fact, like, how many years after the fact is the documentary made? Okay, so the this encounter that they were talking about was 1994. This docu- documentary came, became public this year. So it's, like, almost 25, like... Yeah, a little over 20 years. But they yeah. talk about things that were 50 years ago that no one would dare talk about. Like, and they would use, like, mm-hmm. government officials to talk about it. But in the documentary, they go over, like, a lot of lot of different encounters. Yeah. you uh, Yeah. That, that's definitely very interesting. But the skeptical part of me does think that when you do recount memories from a, 
like young part of your life later you do yeah. tend to distort them i like think not, about that like subconsciously like not even on purpose yeah 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 yeah. i'm a psychology major so i know that like i saw a clip of somebody who was charged for something and they recounted the memory like almost completely wrong mm-hmm. if cool thing about psychology is only your sense of smell is 100 percent accurate when you're accounting for memories really yeah i think that's pretty interesting but to your point to your point i was thinking why would 60 plus kids all just randomly say that this happened? Well, what if something did And why happen? would they all coordinate a lie okay. that's so well, similar? Okay. Well, like, let's say theoretically, what if something did, like something very strange did happen? Not like a UFO, like some sort of government craft or like whatever crashes that or like something of that nature. They happens. described the movement as the same as the video that we saw mm-hmm. of the craft. And no government that we know has a craft like that. Mm-hmm. Why would a government fly a craft like that to a fucking school? That I'm I'm just trying to I'm, like, I'm playing devil's uh, advocate. You're yeah, allowed to yeah. You know. We're not. This is a good debate because we're both like countering that. Our yeah, and it's good for people to hear this. I think. <laughs> so, like I don't know. It's just how would the children know that what they saw is something that is not? Oh, they said they possible were... to be like Sorry it's to not possible you. to be made by humans. Yeah. They said the alien that they saw was a human. They're like it's they're like this person that was really small came out. They described it as a person. So like they don't they didn't even say it was an alien. They're just like they were describing it to a I think a Oxford psychologist that went over mm-hmm. or a Harvard psychologist went over to Zimbabwe to interview them. Mm-hmm. And these are the interviews that I saw and it was like it was like a little person that they said. Oh, so there's like original footage of the interviews. Yeah. Okay, right after and then yeah. they also have testimonies. And they have drawings from the kids. And then they also like interview the people after the fact. Yeah, like, so like, I saw interviews from them like 2020, 2019 and I saw interviews from them as mm-hmm. they were kids. So it was like okay. four I think interviews as they were kids. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So right after the incident, or soon after. Okay, that's definitely different than like a straight up documentary made about. Oh yeah. People like twenty five years after they. Yeah, for sure. You should see it, dude. I, I could I could pull up the interviews right now and show you some of them, but like, it might not be as entertaining for people just listening. Yeah. You know? No, that's. But that's actually, okay. you guys could probably get audio when I pull it up. So I'm just gonna try that real quick. kids i think this is them as adults it's hard to find it i had to pay four dollars to rent it wow okay i pirated it (laughs) (laughs) but yeah you should pay four dollars to amazon actually fuck amazon (laughs) pirate that shit i don't care no Uh, it's gonna be tough to find this not condoning yeah i'm not condoning a pirated but like i'm allowed to have my own opinions and i could say fuck amazon so (laughs) yeah (laughs) Okay, that's the drawing that one of the kids made. That that's why I didn't want to really pull it up because you guys can't really see it. But maybe I can make it a picture or in the description of the podcast or the clip that I make out of this. Um, this is just text based. I really wish I could find the. Oh wait, hold on. Maybe I can.
science. They were astronomers. They had telescopes. Okay, these are those are some of the Zimbabwe children, but I don't know when to start it. Um Okay, these are also something oh, I'll just go to the beginning of that. Okay. Well, you guys are hearing, uh, I'll pause it and then explain it before the clip. Okay, so this is the site. It's uh, Dr. John Mack, a Harvard psychologist, and this is soon after the Zimbabwe kids said they saw the UFO. So, mm -hmm, this here. What was it? What did it feel like when he was looking at you? It felt scared. It, it felt scared? What was scary about it? Well, that's felt scared because I've never seen such a person like that before. And I saw this person, and it had big eyes. That's all I saw about it, big eyes. They had short legs and quite a long top. Mm -hmm. With a big head and eyes that are, are bigger than ours. How much bigger than ours? Four or five times the size. Four or five times the size of ours. So then I was looking at him, right? Yeah. Then he was looking at me back. How could I just keep on looking at him so I had to stop and I looked sideways? But I was looking straight into his eyes. Well, he never said anything. It's just that the face is the eyes. Maybe they're trying to communicate with us, show us something which we don't know about. I think they want um, people to know that we're actually making harm on this world and we mustn't get too technologed. We don't look after the planet and all the trees will just go down and and there will be no air and people will be dying. Is this an idea you have had before or did this idea come to you when you had this experience? When I had this experience. Mm -hmm. Alright, so that's the clip of the kids after the encounter describing the aliens. A little bit before that is them describing how it landed. And they said it moved like how we saw like in the videos, like completely mm -hmm. silent. And it just hovered and then floated down like by some yeah. trees. And that's where they saw it at, at a, like a, where the trees had gotcha, a little gap. Gotcha. Are, no, like, are there any inconsistencies with like the way that the children describe what happened? I bet when they got older there might be, but well, but that was time, raw footage of the four kids talking about it. Mm -hmm. Because like it, it like it when it cuts from the different clips, it seems like all the children are describing some sort of different facet of the alien. It doesn't seem like I feel like they're focused on how it looked weird. Mm -hmm. But I, I, it, I, it like didn't seem like any of them were describing it in similar ways, at least, or like really? talking about the same thing. Oh, like, it sounded like they all seemed like they saw like a short person with big eyes. Mm -hmm. That's at least what I heard. Let me know in the. Co I'm not sure if you could comment on how you're listening to this, but <laughs> let me guys know. Well, what does the community think? <laughs> yeah, what, what is it? <laughs> That's the gamer community. Yo, gamers. <laughs> yeah, well, um. Uh, on that note, should we should we talk about? Yeah, I think that's a good place to stop on it. All right, let's let's, let's transition to to um another another talking point. Another talking point. Uh, this is a shitty podcast. We got to rely on talking points out here. <laughs> COVID situation in America. Some people might be interested in that because of how fucked we are. Um, the creative potential that you wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. 
I think maybe we could just transition the... Because COVID is pretty easy to talk COVID? about. We could talk about okay. that whenever, I think. So, I guess we'll... Well, in Florida, well, I think every day now we're going to hit record highs. And I think we're going to pass World War II deaths just in America. And Florida is handling it pretty shittily. Mm-hmm. But you have anything to... Anything to add to that? So, yeah. well, for, I mean, it is... Okay, so, the, if, if for those who haven't heard, the FDA just approved Pfizer's... Oh, yeah, that was yesterday. ...vaccine that is, I believe, 95% effective. I think the the Pfizer one, I, I, I don't know if I'm 100% sure, but the Pfizer one, like... Doesn't it require, like, an extremely low temperature that you have to store it at, like, even lower than there's the computer Yeah, I'm, I think there are two right now. One's yeah. in the UK that's already being administered, and the Pfizer one. I know one of them has a different temperature that it needs to mm-hmm. be at. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I just wonder what kind of technologies we would need to transport that amount of vaccines to like and and also how probably like pretty big like fridges right because yeah. it's like colder but like you know you're like talking about like negative third like negative I, I don't know we should look up what temperature you need to keep the Pfizer vaccine at okay Negative 50 degrees Celsius. Store frozen vaccines. Um, hold on, I'm trying to find the COVID one. Minus 7 degrees Celsius. So the Pfizer is, one is, that's cold. That is, oh my God. That is like God. some serious, like that's not like a meat truck that you're putting that in. That it needs to like, be stored in either dry ice or shorter stints or in specialized freezers. Okay. I don't so even know what that really so, is. Uh, okay. Dry ice probably that isn't impossible. Like that's not, that that's okay. That's, it's still tough. Like doable. there's gonna be some like things but that they gotta figure just out. Just the sheer demand, like the not the sheer volume that it would need to be rolled out. Like, but the demand is there, you know. The and also, there. like I feel like these companies. I checked Pfizer yesterday. It was like up crazy percent. It's at like forty three bucks right now per share. I imagine, yeah. Yeah, it's it's going crazy. So they probably have the money to be able to afford these types of transportation. Yeah, I and mean, that's kind of crazy though. The pharmaceutical industry was kind of taking advantage of. Co- I feel like they were almost in a way taking advantage of COVID and like using these releases, these news releases and press announcements about advancements in COVID technology to sort of boost their stock. And yeah. make more money. But and put, two uh, of them are, or one of them is now FDA approved. Yeah. So they're like, even talking though, yeah. out of their ass. There, so there are two. There obviously are companies that were not talking out of their ass, and that they did actually make it to the finish line in time, or not in time for like, per se. But they did make it to the finish line. So, I I would like. I'd still say that there's a lot of other people that are probably guilty of just using. Like that, like to talk about like, oh, we're you we're studying COVID and we're, we're close to vaccine or we're doing some sort of advancement in the treatment of COVID to sort of just like put their company in the limelight and like show like, oh, we're great. Like, so you're worried about the greed of I'm, the companies? I, yeah. I'm, whenever like, I always look at like the, the like alternate like motive behind a company's expression to the public. So, like, if you look at a company like Disney, in the United States, they're very, like, 
like they're a very friendly company. Like they're very like politically they like to have they're a they're quite good politically face, correct. Right? Yeah, they are. Well, but, I would argue back when I would say twenty years ago they were not politically correct with some of yeah, their cartoons. But, but here's the thing. Here's the kicker. If you look at Disney and how they operate in other countries and like the like south like in the mid like like middle east like you can see that they actually aren't like it's a completely disney different operates world. in the middle east yeah like they have like different parts of like, have the disney and other i'm not yeah. i don't know i, I, I did actually about... read about in one of my business classes about the procedurals of how they're opening up a chinese uh disney yeah. disneyland so they they obviously approach it differently because the cultures are so different yeah is that but, what you're trying no, to talk not, about not even that but i mean yeah it's definitely due to the culture but they it's almost like they they pander to wherever they're going to sort of fit into the idealist society, like, picture. So, like, in America, like, they, obviously, like I said, they're very politically correct. They, uh, which I, like, is good, nice. Like, it's what I you show your kids. I think agree it's with you. Parent, I, I think most I people know. would agree with you here. That, yeah, like, what, what a sh- company cares about their face so they can make the most amount of money. Nobody wants to have a company yeah. that has a shitty persona because people aren't going to go there and spend their money on it. Yeah. But the thing is, a lot of companies aren't like Disney, and they don't have holdings in other parts of the world, so you wouldn't really be able to see that. Like, it's almost like we get to like when you look at Disney, you can like catch them red-handed and be like, "Okay, you're kind of pandering to your audience," like which is very understandable. But at the same time, it's that mutual understanding between the consumer and the company. Like, you're kind of playing me right now. Like, that's how I feel. Like, well, you're aware of it. You're aware of it, but like, I like. At the same time, you can't really buy into it too much or else you're just... Because you're, you're aware played. of it. Because you're aware of if, it. If you know that they're pandering to you, then that that's pretty much it. You know that they're pandering to you. There's not much more that the company could do. They're, but they're still, trying to make the most like, amount of money they That can. doesn't mean that I would stop consuming Disney. It's just a different... When I want to like, watch The Mandalorian, like I don't have any other choice. Yes. You know? <laughs> like When I want to go to Disneyland, I don't have any other choice. <laughs> when I want to go to Legoland in Florida, like I don't have much of a choice. But when I want to watch a movie like, oh, AMC, like how are you pandering to me? Or yeah. like when I want to buy something online, it's like Amazon, how are mm. you keeping a good persona? Yeah. That is that is interesting because like Amazon treats their customers great, but their employees just terrible. Oh yeah, <laughs> their employees. Are, I I read a study. Hold on, Jake, lean back a little. Yeah, I read a study where it was like uh, there was this Amazon employee in one of the fulfillment centers, and he had to piss in a bottle because like his what? like time was like he was so rushed to like get all of his things done. And then they thought so he, was... he had like a pee bottle that he would pee in instead of going to the bathroom to waste time. Oh. I thought you, I thought it was gonna be like for a drug test. Okay, no, like, man, that's like, what that's yeah. insane. That is, that is ludicrous. Yeah, and like <laughs> it's like that's like Amazon is that, isn't gonna tell you is about that. Is that legal like, to like treat? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're like, we'll just do it, pit fine. <laughs> they're like, we'll see what happens. Like, they're but like, like what are you, who's gonna slap us on the wrist? Who's gonna sue Amazon? Is the thing. Like, you're not gonna win that ever. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Amazon, good luck, man. Amazon's gonna pull, like... Amazon's gonna pull that five-year lawsuit on you, make you, like, they're just gonna end up settling with you after five years, and you're gonna lose money on lawyer, Very lawyer true. bills. But on the consumer side, 
On the yeah, consumer side, Amazon's amazing. Yeah. I go, I check like, Amazon every day. I'm like, oh, two I, days. Like, I hate how much I love Amazon. Yeah, it's like two days free shipping, and like I just found exactly what I needed. Like it's there's, amazing. There's just no competition right now. It's kind of. But like, Walmart is actually becoming. But Walmart's more also like, do you? Walmart's not even a great company either. Walmart's. Oh no, I'm not saying they're good, but Walmart has the online competition that yeah, Amazon's worried they about. They do have really. I wonder what their shareholder is. It's got to be tiny compared to Amazon. Probably. Well, personally, I have Amazon and now Walmart. <laughs> Being so, a competitor like, to Amazon one. means you have, like, 3% shareholding in, like, the online retail. Yeah, no, they... I don't know, that's probably a good question, but I'm not going to just spend, like, 30 minutes trying yeah. to find that, because that's going to be I would imagine tough. Amazon has at least, like, 70% of online retail, like... Oh, yeah, retail is also... Yeah, malls are Actually, dead. Actually, at least in America. Amazon, yeah, yeah, in America, but also globally, Amazon is really, really big. Yeah, but I was gonna say there is malls like, are dead now because of Amazon. Like, I, yeah, don't, like, people don't really go to malls as much except for the aesthetic of going to a mall. What are those gonna turn into? Like, what is all that? Do you think it's just gonna become more like city or like more of a suburb? Like, what I think some malls are gonna turn into Amazon fulfillment centers. <laughs> really? Like, what? Like, dude, what? Where's Amazon gonna go? Where do you think the public? Because I feel like the. Like, people don't really know what Amazon's going to do next. They just do the most random things, but they always make these insanely good plays. Like, when they bought Whole Foods, who thought that Amazon was going to do that? But now, like, it makes so much sense. You're like, when you walk into Whole Foods, you're like, oh, this is like Amazon personified. Yeah, you know, like Amazon is, store. you know those am- new Amazon grocery stores where you could go in and, like, grab something yeah. and then, like, just walk out? Yeah, th- yeah, like, my, those are crazy. Yeah, no, I've never been to one, but those well, are like that's yes. insane. I I've never been to one either, but I've seen plenty of videos and like you I, just take it and you just walk. Yeah, out. you scan your phone like a QR code on the Amazon app or whatever when you come in the door. Yeah, then they just shop track it somehow. Yeah, you just shop and you leave. That is like like honestly, it's tw- scary easy. You know, that's like twenty four hour stores like right there. Yeah, because I'm not sure. Like they probably have five humans there working. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have some people, like, making sure that, like, people... Like, they have a manager there, probably. They have, like, custodial staff there, probably. Yeah. It's like, they probably have, like, five people. And, like, normal grocery stores have, like, 25, yeah. 30. And do, it's you just, know, like, their jobs are just getting automated by a computer software that Amazon made. You know, like, every year from now, it's going to be one less person in that store. Yeah, until dude. Until it's literally, like, it's restocking itself. It has an automated truck coming in the back. That yeah, 100%. Rest- oh, my God. Yeah, dude. It's, it's so <laughs> funny that you bring that, up trucks. That's the direction that Amazon's truck going. Drivers, People yeah. don't even know that. I'm, the Amazon, like, they don't even, like, I feel like they, they want to eliminate, like, 90% of their employees and, like... Yeah, Amazon's <laughs> goal is to make Jeff Bezos the most rich man possible. That uh, seems to be the story of the COVID-19 and their, pandemic. And they're investors, I guess. <laughs> this, <laughs> that they're, yeah. They really just want to go up, but I feel... Do you think the... Because now the government is Hold starting... Hold on, quick, quick Andrew Yang shout-out pause right here. Andrew Yang is going to get ri- not get rid of it. I, I'm not that bold, but Andrew Yang is, like, knows of this problem and wants to help. And he's running for mayor in New York City, and if you're listening to this in New York City... Please vote for the man. He's running right now. He probably will run in twenty twenty one for mayor. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That, I would vote for Andrew Yang if I was in New York. So would I. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, that on on the subject of Andrew Yang, that's kind of a don't get that, me going here. My podcast knows. That's kind of a I like that bounce back from him because I was I didn't I'll be honest like you talked about Andrew Yang like so much when he was running for president. But I wasn't like, I wasn't 
like for him a hundred percent, but like I wasn't gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna vote for Andrew Yang, but like I wasn't, I didn't, I very much. You got me like you warmed me up to a lot of his ideas and like the things that he's spreading and. Thank you, man. I think that wow, that means so much. He's kind of yeah. I, he's definitely someone that has been sort of like underrated and not really seen. That's he's dude. I think he's becoming more rated right now. Like I think a lot of people are noticing him. People are becoming more woke to the, the yeah. Yang Gang. People are like Yang Gang. Let's go. Yang Gang. People are getting excited about Interesting. it. Yeah, I, I, I definitely want to see where that goes. I, I wonder who he's running against. Who's the incumbent? The most people don't like the uh, mayor of NYC right now. Okay. Actually, so yeah, some would say his odds are pretty good. Yeah, I've. Uh, I'm Second Asian American man, if he were to win mayor, to be mm-hmm. mayor of New York City. Interesting. I, I bet if he won mayor, he would probably go for the presidency again later down the line. He's quite young, <laughs> you know. He's. Oh not, yeah. He's. Oh yeah. I think he could I, definitely run again. I think he, he's talked about running again too for president. Really? Yeah. He is. I. If he did get that much attention, I don't. I wouldn't imagine you would get less attention than the first time. I would imagine you'd get. There's no way that he wouldn't get more attention if he ran again. Oh yeah, there's Especially only more excitement, mayor. right? Well, I mean, if he if he does become the mayor, that's kind of interesting. Own... Like that's a ba- like it's a baby yeah. step to presidency. Exactly. If he can prove to people that he can really change things, and he's not just someone who holds office and just like is complacent and doesn't really like fix anything. Like nothing's really going wrong, but nothing's really happening either. Or nothing's like being done to about fix some of the problems. The broken, yeah, yeah, to fix the broken things. I, I think a lot of more people most... are also receptive to the idea of universal basic income now, because I think he got like the idea of it on the main stage, and people started yeah, talking about it for COVID. Now people like people are like, yeah, people oh, like damn, really want universal like... basic income because <laughs> people are fucking starving They're now because like... people are losing their jobs. That also goes very well with the COVID talk that we were just yeah, talking and... about. <laughs> That, that is, yeah, that is quite interesting. <laughs> that, yeah, <laughs> looping all the way back around. Yeah, let's that. go full circle back to aliens. How are aliens related to this? Let's go full circle. <laughs> Big loops out here. Uh, the that's... aliens made COVID. That, that's my theory of the day. Yeah, a lot of the aliens help us out with COVID. Like, if we had some aliens here, they would... Where the, where's the help at? Bro, they're scared. Okay, you want me to get back in aliens? I'll, t- I'll tell you what the guy from the Israeli Space Force said. Because yeah. this is the most, yeah, like, like... Why don't aliens help our... Like, okay, no, 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 no hold on, hear me out. This okay. is what he said. Eisenhower, ever since Eisenhower, aliens and humans have been having underground meetings on Mars. Yes, you said, oh, yeah. And, like, there have been human-to-alien interactions with, like, presidents. Mm-hmm. And he said that Donald Trump knows about it, which is, like, one of the main reasons I'm not sure if I believe him. Because if Donald Trump knew about that shit, I would see that on Twitter, like, the next fucking day. Like, come on. <laughs> can he keep a secret that big? <laughs> I, I don't think he can. That's why I don't believe it. <laughs> That's very interesting. Yeah, you're like, damn, I want to believe that. <laughs> I want to believe that so bad. I want to believe that aliens and humans have a fucking base on Mars. Like, come on. Elon Musk is going to be so disappointed when he shows up to Mars and there's already already going to be alien laws and he's not going to be able to make his own laws. what the heck, man? Is he the ruler of Mars when he gets there? (laughs) Speaking of Mars, like, that dude, did you see that, um, the the SpaceX launch that happened, like, a couple days ago? It, like, so it was the biggest rocket ever that they made. It's the one that they want to put humans on. I'm not sure if I saw it. It's the, you know that huge rocket they want to pick. successful? Yeah. So well, what was gonna 
Well, interestingly enough, so it was like the first ever test launch. So they have these insanely massive engines on them. I don't, I don't, I forget what them what they're called. I'm not well versed enough in the topic to know like the specifics, but they have these insanely massive engines on them. Like just one of these engines is like the biggest engine like ever used on a rocket. The rocket that they put they launched had three of them on it. <laughs> just for like <laughs> a little bit of context of how massive it was. So I'm I don't know if this was the first launch, but. What they were just expecting, they were trying to do is just have it like lift off the ground and go straight, and then they have like these bonus tasks after it. Like if it somehow didn't explode after like going in the air, like let's try doing that, and then if that works, oh, okay, let's try doing that. So what happened is it was it gonna did all the tasks. No, so what it did is it went up in the air, and then it was supposed to start to turn on its side after it reached I think around fourteen kilometers high. So it starts to go like on its side parallel with the ground, and then oh, okay. from there it starts to float and like down and lose momentum, and yeah. then slow itself down. And once it gets close to the ground, it reorients itself perpendicular to the ground. Oh, relanded, and then like slows itself down. But it almost nearly. Oh, nearly, did it tilt and fall? No, 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 not to, it. One of the, apparently what Elon Musk said is that one of the engines lost a little bit of pressure and it didn't have enough upwards thrust coming down it had too much momentum like when yeah. it came it was literally coming in straight it would have landed perfectly just one of the thrusters had lost a little bit of pressure but like they weren't expecting anything like they were like oh my god they, they yeah but all that ain't shit compared to the aliens <laughs> you should watch the clip of the commentators of the because they were like literally Bro, those are like four hours those are like no four hour no there's clips. like a one there's like a two minute clip or like not even a, it's like a one minute clip of the whole thing happening and like the people are like losing their minds as like ever they're like oh my god it's turning around it's it's re it's reorienting itself, <laughs> but like it's it's exciting like going to Mars is gonna be I, in my hey opinion. we're already there according to, <laughs> according to the Israeli space force guy we're already there <laughs> if we're not already there going to Mars is gonna be a big step forward and and like human advancement at least it's gonna be I like think so. I think it's, people are gonna look at like people are like I feel like this the day we land on Mars it's gonna society is going to be permanently changed like that is going to be one of the biggest landmarks in human society like it's civilization of all time like that will That'd be, be pretty cool I'm gonna see that live like, stream like, I hope because like we still talk about the moon landing to this day and that comparatively that is nothing compared to a yeah it's a really not that, a big deal. the moon is very close compared to mars like when you look at like how many millions of miles away mars is versus just like a couple hundred thousand miles away i think like mars is like a couple hundred how far is mars it's anywhere from like 368 million miles i I think that's a fatty that's probably like in between the closest and the furthest so that's probably like on average from earth yeah, so it can be like well, yeah, we it have can be like much orbit. further and much so like that's why we only fly. We that might be average. Able, I don't know. We'd only be able to really go to Mars like like every couple. Of years the minimum distance is thirty three point nine miles. Thirty three point nine million miles. Yeah. yeah. So like that's like every two or three years, that it becomes that close. Like it's every, every year, right? Because we go around the sun and no, back well, to the Mars, same point Mars every year. Mars's orbit's like elliptical. They do like orbit differently, elliptical. so it's probably every like a hundred years that there's a certain no. match. No, it's not like, no, like every two years it's at a close point where it's like good to go to Mars. And then there's like a year of like really we're really far away from Mars, like 
So that that's kind of how that would have to work out if we were to send humans repeatedly to Mars. It'd be a tough task. I think our boy Elon could figure it out though. Yeah, I think he's going to figure it out. Like when you talk, when you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, where they I talk think he's going to gonna figure out shit with Neuralink too. That's yes. really interesting as a psychology major. Yeah, well, have you seen the podcast where they interview like one of his empl- like someone who worked at like sp- or with Elon Musk at like the hot top of some of his companies? I Was forget that your which wet company. Dream? <laughs> Not cool. I mean, it would be very interesting, but he's definitely a high intensity person. Like, if you're working at the top of one of Elon Musk's companies, you are there's a insane amount of demand that it's going to come out of that. Like, I don't know if I would be ready for something like that, but. He's definitely, like, an inspiration of mine in the sense that, like, he does not give a single fuck. He's just like, I want to do what I want because this shit is dope. And it yeah, probably will from him where it was like, this guy was like, why did you, like, import this and or export this? And it was, like, something that he traded from, like, a place in Africa to the U.S. And he's like, because I could. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, literally, like, I, I could do that and I did it. Like, and it was the cheapest way to do it. <laughs> so, like, that's, like, respect. Like, yeah, just do that then. And when they're, like, dude, I'm, when they were, like, interviewing Elon Musk, they're like, so why did you make the Cybertruck, like, bulletproof? And, like, what? is that necessary? like, that's cool, right? He's like, it's badass. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, yeah. Facts. Who doesn't want a bulletproof like truck? What? <laughs> yeah, like I mean, if you just he just has a swagger to him that makes you want to follow his lead. Like, Jacob wanna... is as into alien or Jacob is as into Elon Musk as I am into aliens. Interesting, interesting, interesting. On that note, should we talk about creative potential? It's all you. So I want to segue into this little conversation like and i want to i want to see what you have to say about it this is going to be something that we probably right, both we'll have very creative s- potential well, well just to, to preface like well, this is probably going to be something that we both have like very similar opinions on i or at least i'm going to believe i i think but if we do have different right, opinions, well, i hope we'll we figure do that out some. when we talk about okay. it so define creative so potential creative potential i just mean like the potential of the human like when you look at some of the people that have made it to like the peak of their industry or whatever they're doing, like let's say John Lennon or just anyone, I'm obviously a big Beatles fan. Just anyone like president, like President Barack Obama, or like anyone who's like an insanely good at like whatever he does, or like has reached the full maximum potential of like the creative, like the creativity on and their human mind. Those are people like that have really figured out like how to use themselves to their maximum almost. So what I was saying is like when you look at schools and just the way that we educate people in general, or at least specifically in the United States, we sort of structure our schools to create workers for society that and we very briefly like touch over like anything that's creative like almost everything is like it has an answer and you're told like there is an answer for that there is a good way there's a wrong way and then there's a bad way like there's no the right way there's a right there's a right i'm totally messing up all these expressions like no you're good but you know okay anyway like there's like there's a good way there's a bad way there's like 
No, like, there's, there's school like, there's, is when I get when I get a grade on like math or like some like other subjects. It's like there's a right way and there is a wrong way. Like, like it, that, it, if you don't but, do it this way, it is wrong. But like, when that's you think of anything creative, there is absolutely no right or wrong way to anything creative. Well, my glass art class, like she just didn't like. It's not like she didn't care, but she was like, yeah, they're trying their best, so I'll give them a good grade. Like she knew if you're putting the effort in, and I think that's like what good teaching looks like. Yeah, but not, shout out Miss Boyd at Nutrier. Yeah, you're a great teacher. But on, on that note, like, when you do see, like, the best teachers, they're not people who are telling you, like, how you should do something. They're just putting the motivation in you to learn that. Like, a teacher is not someone who f- teaches you something. They're someone who motivates you to learn it. Yeah, good. She, she did that. She, like, showed us how to do it, and then she's like, and, uh, and she's like, isn't that cool? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. That is, she didn't say, like, is it cool? But I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like, now I want to do that. <laughs> you know? Like, I, that's what, like, a good teacher looks definitely, like. Yeah, But definitely. also, hold on. I had at this point before, and I don't want to lose it. When you're talking about uh, how, especially in the U.S., we don't have some types of schools that are, like, you have just a very generic school that just pumps you into the capitalistic machine that we yeah, all work for. I, like, there are, like, trade schools that are more popular in, like, European yeah. countries, and I think that's, like, a really good thing for society, because, like, people are always going to want a plumber, you know? Like, yeah. people are going to need plumbers, electricians to come to their house and figure out, like, what's wrong with it, so I think, like, that's, like, a really good thing that European countries mm-hmm. do that we don't do enough of. We don't embrace it, I think, yeah, properly. Definitely. definitely. There's nothing wrong with learning a trade. It's a very honorable thing especially it's when you teach it honestly your, like really respectable like i'm like mad like, respect you know what you want to do you do it and you get a great living off of it like yeah especially yeah. for people that i know that go to trade school they never complain about their job and they're always happy with their living like yeah. it seems like a good thing um, that is definitely true and i would say that on that note i definitely still think that we should be structuring our schools to have a much greater importance on creative skills like, I understand like that... Like a required like, art class, not, or... I'm not... Not only art, but, like, the whole way, like, every single class should be structured around some sort of way that you should be using your creativity. Let's hear an example. So, like, so, I, I'm at a uh, high school. Mm-hmm. What should the high school provide me that would fit into what you're saying? So, let's... Okay. This is going to be difficult, honestly. I, I'd have to really think about this, but if I were to give an example... Like for, <laughs> let's say a class that is typically not creative at all, like something like a math, like you go in math and you're taught a specific topic and then you're told there's a specific way to answer every single question. <coughs> now, why, why don't we instead <coughs> go out and teach people? <laughs> why don't we instead go out and teach people? like how like we can like in math concepts in the real world and sort of have them go out and try to find ways that they can like relate the math that they're learning to things in the real world sort of like if you're learning calculus when you're sitting in a class and you're learning derivatives you're just bored out of your mind and they tell you the real life applications of it but you never actually physically have done anything that relates to the real world or like when you're doing when you're doing something with your hands like a lot of people say like oh I love to do things with my hands that's because you're you're thinking like on you're thinking on your like it's, it's evolu- a creative it just feels skill. good to it's, it's make a, things with your hands yeah, like, it's a creative it's an evolutionary thing like we like that 
So, like, when you go out and you, like, made, if, like, let's say you made something with your hands that sort of, like, you created something that demonstrated. Well, on this note, I have something that connects to both of those things. At my school, when the Target was opening, that was, like, a five-minute walk from where I am, they had kids from our engineering school go to the Target before it was open, and mm-hmm. they're, like, I, I don't know what they did, but there was a set amount of time where these engineering kids were allowed to go to Target and, like, see it and, like, fix it, I guess, or set it up properly. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, like, I, I, obviously high schools don't really do that, but, mm-hmm. like, some other schools do that, and, like, I think that's a good application of, like, real-world uh, knowledge of like what you want to go into mm-hmm. like kind of like learning calculus Definitely. but like the thing is for like when you're learning calculus in high school like your teacher isn't going to be like all right now go work for this law firm and find out the fucking slope of this graph and tell me what it means <laughs> like the, the kids learning building blocks for like business concepts you know yeah it, it's hard to teach calculus and get kids excited about it because i know but personally, it's possible it's I, possible but no one is dude put, hold on when no i was taking my psych class i was like I, I cannot get excited about this. Uh, I'm looking at my sheet and I'm like, every day I'm like, when will I be excited about this? <laughs> no, but like, that's a thing. People don't, they don't care enough about making school exciting. Like, what if school was addicting to go to? Like, people like craved going, no, because there are people that, that do makes crave me laugh. to school. But like, should people me. should crave to go to school, like school for the education. Like, and it is, it is. The part of the reason why we don't is obviously people take it for granted. Like, obviously, like, I do, like, people, a lot, a lot of people don't understand, like, how important it is that the United States has, like, the foundation to provide, like, a lot of great education. Like, there are, there is a lot of not good education that is in the United States, like, public schools that are lacking funding and that they No, but need, it's good that we have that. But we, but we it's have a we lot. we have the public... Yeah. Because a lot of places don't have public schooling and kids are growing up, like, illiterate. So it's good that we have stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. But I still think that, like, like our country has not looked at... Edu- we have not really taken the time to relook at education and really figure out how we can structure it in a way where we can, like, capitalize on, like how much creative energy there is flowing around people when they're in young ages. Like when you foster that creative energy and you push people towards like learning how to take their passions and turn them into things that are useful in the real world, that's how we create people that have lifelong jobs or skills that will really like impact the world. When people love what they're doing, they truly do impact the world in a way that is like none other like you can see people that are artists that truly love what they're doing like <laughs> Jimi Hendrix like J- Jimi Hendrix or like like these are people like who just like they loved music like they would have done it had no one watched them at, let like, me look yeah. this real quick because you can just go on like talking about how great every like artist is and I agree with you, but a lot of people don't get to that point. But I, I want to talk about, like, the creative potential you're talking about in kids. Mm-hmm. And I want to loop it. All right. <laughs> this is going to make me laugh. But uh, I kind of want to loop it to, like, whenever there's, like, close encounters with aliens, it's only with kids. 
Mm-hmm. And it's just an interesting thing because there's been two school sightings, and this is just if you believe in this tor- type of stuff. But I was also watching this one video that my it was like the Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix, mm-hmm. and I was watching like the Berkshire UFO video, yeah. and it talked about how these kids like literally claim that they were abducted by aliens, and like mm-hmm. it was kids, and it's always kids that like interact with them. It feels like, and I think just that could have something to do with like how your brain is so like active and this different when you're younger and it definitely just, you have so much more potential when you're younger yes that definitely like when you are at your youngest that is when you are structuring <laughs> your entire life and people don't realize that like as a parent when you bring a child into the world you have to be ready to really like buckle down and like figure out how to turn what just came out of you into a truly beautiful thing like you have to guide your child the right way there's so many parents that just like haphazardly like raise their children and like because they keep them alive like they're and like put them in school and just they they assume that it's going to like their child is gonna just grow up and be fine too many kids get just thrown in school get like some fucking adhd medication and their kids just fucking forget about them and they just grind homework and are fucking robots like dude the, the parenting has to be it has to be very personalized like and not even that like the parenting but like the way that we look at education it's a very personalized thing when you look at like how people learn it's so different for everyone like you like people try to even classify oh you're a visual learner or you're a you're a, or you're not a or you're like uh you're either a visual learner or like you're like what's the other kind yeah of, but i've heard the yeah, yeah but it's like, like even when that, people say it's like, like oh, i'm not, a visual learner like, yeah, it's, like, it's so much more than that. Like, that's just one aspect of how you learn. There's a hundred ways that you probably don't even think about that factor into the way that you learn things. Like, when sometimes, like, it just clicks. Like, you've probably, like, had topics or things that just, like, click, but you don't even realize, like, why. Because, yeah, like, it's just easy. like <laughs> no, because, like, no, yeah, you're just because like, oh, no this one's really, easy. Like, not, that's what it means. When yeah, it but there's, like, there's a reason why it clicked. Like, there's some way that. There's a re like in the way that you learned it, probably because I was motivated. Yeah, but how do you? F- if we figured out how, we would be able to f- like foster that into like. But a- it's different for everyone. Exactly. That's why we need to. So how can we make? How can we make it can individualized, we make- mass scale? Mass scale education. We have three hundred forty-five million people in America. Well, that you're talking about making an individualized mass scale education. That that starts with a parent. That starts with a parent. It starts with individual tutors, I guess. No, No, but that definitely (laughs) that that goes back to parents. Like that that goes back to the importance of parents. That's why people need every parent homeschools. No, not that. No, parents need to be teaching their kids more often. That I think that is important. Like not Definitely like not important. school things, not like specific subject things, but like sitting down and talking to their kids and actually like in a like a, like an adult. Like if you talk to your kids like an adult, like not you won't necessarily have an adult in the house, but you will have a, adult conversations with the kid, and that's like very important thing that that I don't think I I didn't really have that. Like I like never really my parents never talked to me like an adult when they talked to me when I was a kid like that. Like, that's definitely something that frustrated me when I was older that I kind of realized I'm like, damn, when I have a kid, once it reaches the age where yeah, you got I, if you talk parents. to it like an adult and then your kid learns how to ask you questions that it seems like 
and if it's if your kid's old enough to ask you a question and you have adult conversations with your kid then you would like I would answer that question and then educate my kid on why like why I would tell him that like you know yeah for sure dude I think open communication especially like as it, it needs to be dynamic like a kid's growing up like every year is different for them and like every year there's going to be new problems like and once like your kid is like 18 they got their shit figured out maybe even 16 like you got to like be able to like treat them like oh they're, they're really they, not they're your kid not, anymore they're yeah. another ad- they're like, another adult exactly uh, this is coming from a 19 year old so like i like I'll, I'll hit know. you guys back when i'm 25 no, but... no. <laughs> no for real but like being like 19 20 it's an awkward state where you're like still a kid but you're not you're not you're not a kid you're not an adult yeah like but you still feel like a kid and you still feel like an adult yeah <laughs> it's a good way to put it <laughs> so like the perspective that we have right now is definitely naive and we know that but it has truth to it because it's coming out of like our heart at this very moment some of the most dynamic brains in america <laughs> some of the most creative home some of the minds mo- some of the most non-developed <laughs> fun fact for people who don't know this the brain is like fully developed apparently at like mid-20s mid-20s yeah i believe it yeah uh yeah it's i, I wonder what at what age it starts to slow down like vastly oh like after like 14, 15, really that 16, young. like puberty, and then like after that, it's like set. What like what percent is like developed when you hit like 14? developed is like, or like, and it's like I would say sixteen to eighteen is like there's definitely growth to be done, of but course, like yeah. it's it's your schema is like kind of what is like your background knowledge of experiences that you've had. So, like, the more experience that you've had, the more improved your schema is, I guess. So, if you have a bigger schema, then you you have a pretty developed brain because you have a, like... Yeah, and it varies on age, obviously. Like, it's exactly, interesting like, how some people do mature a lot faster than others, like... A lot of things is, like, a, a big difference is what's happening in your life. Like, yes, if there's a definitely. lot of things happening in your life, You're just then your brain's going to be being more developed at that point because there's a lot more yeah, things happening true. during your life or true. during that point in your life just experiencing things ages the mind almost because it's just like a like your your age doesn't really depend on how many days you've been on earth it's almost like the amount of experiences that you or the like the number of things that you've been able to do it's an interesting way that's an interesting way of looking at sort of like your actual age or maturity level where you've been at like there's interesting studies where it's uh there are twin, three twins that were separated yeah. at birth. Oh, that. And that, they all had different lives, the, but they yeah, all met up, and they all were similar personalities. The three identical strangers. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've seen oh, clips that. of it all the time in Dude, like all my psychology classes. You so have I'm to like, watch that. You have to watch that. <laughs> I, I've essentially seen it. Yeah, but, <laughs> but like you, not really. You have to watch that. Okay, I'll watch it. That is a maybe very I'll watch it tonight. Yeah, that. That, it, that was so messed up because what happened is like they were separate i don't want to ruin anything but like there there was like there was a pretty nefarious reason behind why they were separated at birth it wasn't oh, like it was a type it, of, they wanted to study yeah it was <laughs> yeah it was like so it was unethical like, yes it was quite unethical why they were separated and it had definitely had some lasting like being separated from your identical twin actually had like 
have like effects on like the their mental health almost like and they didn't even know why they were being affected until they sort of found that other part of them yeah it's like crazy. it was crazy like i we don't even know about like i feel like that's such a p- big part of science that like we haven't even oh like gene, we study gene studies yeah like we like might dna know, like but we don't we don't know dude, we've been studying it we don't know but like there's like really interesting gene studies that i've learned about where it's like if you have this certain sequence of dna in your genome like you you might be more aggressive yeah so if I your don't... environment is so like everyone no matter like what if they're in a good environment and they have that genome they might not be an aggressive person but the more aggressive and like hostile of an environment they grow up in, the, the more, more like gene, that like, gene ex- like goes up and exacerbates. So like if you have the lowest aggression genome, even if you're in a really hostile environment, you might not be too aggressive. But if you have the highest aggressive genome, you're gonna be very aggressive in a hostile environment. Uh, very interesting. Yeah. So that's like studies like that, so which is like, dude, DNA is like that's the fucking nature coding. and nurture. It's nature. Exacerbate yeah. by n- yeah. nurture. Yeah, interesting. It's DNA. I bet a lot of things the environment. Like that. I bet there are so many things like that in the human genome. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That we just don't even. Yeah. We don't even like think about. <laughs> we don't know. Like we don't. Like get we can't it. even. Think we don't about get it. it. <laughs> we don't get it. It's not even that we don't get it. We don't even like think about it. So how would you learn? Well, we could do like gene like ba- You know, have you seen Gattaca where they make like, the perfect babies with like yeah. gene therapy? That, yeah. I saw that that a long time ago. That's a somebody did that. Yeah, in China, like they they like. Just, and we talked about that in our class, and we're like, "This is so not ethical, ethical, or is it ethical?" Or no, like, it's yeah. like you could be because you could be bringing a gene up, like a, because you have no idea what the gene permutation yeah, no, you like, are like bringing into society. What if you are potentially? Yeah, it's kind of what we're doing with like, the environment with global warming. Though. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, in a different way. <laughs> in a different way. In a different way. That, that is an interesting topic to talk about how, because that's another thing I want to talk about that's kind of has to do with global warming also in a weird way, not directly related, but like, is the human quality of life actually getting better over time? Like, because that just seemed like, it just seems like that's like sort of like the background goal behind like, oh, I'm going to provide a better life for my children or a better world for my, for the next generation. But is it? have we are we actually achieving that if we look at how like the world is right now not that like i would not, say like, not just the covid right now but like in the past like five years just like the whole world like in itself like if you take a big outer i would say that the buddhists over in india are living a pretty fulfilling life <laughs> <laughs> true true <laughs> I, I don't but, doubt that uh i don't know some chinese military probably are living uh they probably fucking hate themselves <laughs> i i don't doubt that either <laughs> but like for everyone like for humanity in general if you, but were to you take... have to take in count these people you know yeah I, i'm just so curious about what the human quality of life was like a hundred years ago or like 200 years ago even though people were dying from disease and there were horrible things happening Jacob, for us it just seemed for more... us it's better i, I don't want to disrespect people who've died hundreds of yeah. years before us because of like they ate bread and it was moldy and they died yeah like our quality of life is better yeah and in that aspect but from a mental standpoint were people happier or were they less happy like overall 
than we are now like are we happy like because really the happiness is the only like personally it's the only metric that i would say is like definite like if people are happier now in general like around the world if you were to take everyone's happiness add it up divided by the number <laughs> of people like is it higher right now than it was 100 years ago what if i told you we can never measure that. <laughs> but we can like we can sit here and think about it. Yeah, we're trying to measure it now. <laughs> it's fun to measure. No, but like if you were to do that or if there was some way because I'm sure there are people that study this. I'm oh, sure. There are. But like what what is coming out of that? Like, There's happiness studies. Yeah, of course. Like like some countries like Norway they study. I feel like I, Oh, I, we do it too. They study, yeah. We're not very happy. Like, there's there's a whole list. Like, <laughs> bro, I've seen a list. Like, people who are like, yo, I could pull up a list where it's like GDP, happiness, like a ton yeah. of different metrics. You want me to pull it up? not that happy. <laughs> the most entertaining part of the podcast is me typing on the computer. I hope. For real. <sighs> happiness and life satisfaction. Let's look at this one. Give me a chart. Oh, there we go. Oh, what? Yeah, like, I wonder, are countries, like, happiness levels slowly going up over time? Or, like, have some countries, like, slowly started to dip? Like, because I bet these studies haven't been going on for, like, insanely long. Because it was a lot harder to gather large scales of data a hundred years ago. So, like... They're only gonna get bigger from here on out. Like Finland how... is the happiest country. <laughs> Who? For the third year in a row, Finland's the happiest country. <laughs> I hope somebody from Finland's listening to this, and I hope you're really happy. Yeah, like all the listeners from Finland, can you like please just write in like just a small testimonial? Like, what is it truly like to be in the happiest country in the world? <laughs> and does it? But that's gotta be pretty sh- like shitty if you're like an upset person in Finland. Like, yeah, yeah. You dude, everyone around if you you're happy. sad in Finland, it's probably like, dude, what is wrong that's, with that you? That just has to totally <laughs> everyone happy. Like, the, the, the yeah, depression. It's probably like, fuck, man, yeah. why am I sad? Or, everyone or else just, is just make it like fine because like all the happy people around you want to make you happy. I wonder, and that's yeah, why I don't know happy. because happiness is contagious. Yeah, like happiness is definitely happiness is a warm gun. I'm gonna be like, yeah, man, like I'm pretty happy now. Happiness is definitely contagious. But like, like. It's depressive disorders are like pretty like diagnosable so like there are people probably with depressive disorders still in finland of course why there are people with that everywhere well, yeah doubt. it's partially genetic so of course it's yeah possible happiness is the new gdp i'm just finding i, I need to find no but for real like happiness is like re- like it's such an overlooked metric of measuring where we're at right now like, if we look right now and everyone's unhappy, like, we are really, like, we're not, like, something's going wrong. Like, oh, we're okay. not doing... Wait, I got it. Okay, so Canada and, like, a lot of European countries, including Finland, Denmark, and I... That's also the UK right there. And Australia is, like, pretty happy. Like, mm-hmm. they're, like, a 7 to 8 happy. We're a 6 to 7 happy. That's not that What's bad. What's, like, the least happy? Us and Mexico, probably Middle Eastern countries... Uh, yeah, two Middle Eastern countries, it looks like. Actually, one looks like it's, uh, Eastern Africa, and one looks Middle Eastern. Yikes. India. India. Um, Southern African countries, three of them, one Middle Eastern country. Five is all of the Middle Eastern countries, it looks, four to five is all the Middle Eastern countries. Looks like the rest of Africa and parts of Asia and China. 
and then China makes it to the five to six happy, so which China, is I, I'm China doubt, no, 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 no. I'm doubting the five to six happy in yeah. China. <laughs> like right now, like this. What is this? Okay, this China? is two thousand five to two thousand eight. Okay, but no, there are people who like live in like non mainland China that live like. Oh wait, no, China. You know, China recently became five to six. I don't doubt that. Like really, it could be a five out of ten in China. Maybe. And five Dude, out of ten is like ecstatic or anything. <laughs> Australia. That's why I want to study abroad in Australia. It looks like they're just having a great time over there. I just yeah, really want to be over there. Definitely a high quality. Nobody volume. makes it to an eight out of nine or a nine out of ten. Yeah, but like, will countries be like everyone's a nine out? That is, in, that will be insane. No one's a zero to one or one achievable. to two. I don't think that's a cheap. Imagine if there, there was would a need to be a small country. Happened. People would just, need to be like, a small country. Potential people would like that would be like a tourist attraction. Like people would go there just because. Dude, I, if they're a date on Vatican City, maybe it's <laughs> like maybe like just Vatican. Like yo, everyone's like super religious and happy about like being part of like being part of that area. Yeah, I wonder if like I bet you there are specific areas where everyone's like a nine out of ten or yeah, eight. there probably like, are. The countrywide, that's like pretty big amount. Like I bet you like happiest city or something like that. I wonder what that looks like. Dude, Bhutan is like. Oh, is that a graph over time? This oh, the other one was over time. Look at you could go through time on the map. That's why I said China recently became because China in twenty ten so there was are... four, five, four to five, mm-hmm. and then it became five to six the year after. Are there countries like dipping down? Um, yeah, the U.S. used to be happier, and now we're not as happy. Whoa, yeah, that is like people don't talk about that well it seems pretty apparent when i go on like yeah no like reddit and see like all the shit that's happening in america it's like i mean it's probably worse now too because people are losing their jobs and not getting any bills i would would, like in general fucking ubi andrew yang check (laughs) for real (laughs) okay but like that is that is kind of shocking. <laughs> New Zealand has always been super happy. The U.S. is like Dude, one of the New Zealand countries. and Australia is always vibing. Like for the whole Dude, entirety the of the countries studies, are going like, like up in happiness, and we're like the only massive country that has gone down in happiness. That is like. Dude, Sweden and Finland are chilling. They're mm. super happy. They are J chilling per se. <laughs> Germany has been on and off. I've heard they've had a lot really? of, like, fascist movements there. Like, <laughs> not, like, three like f- not even joking, there's, like, some fascist movements popping up in Europe and, like, Germany. Interesting. But also in America, so really not a surprise. No. There's a lot a of people, a lot of bigoted hate. The hate will always see. Andrew Yangchuk, shining light. He needs to fucking just give everyone money and then they'll be happier. Like, I mean, well, well, hate will always exist no matter what. The question is how do you minimize how much hate there is in the world? And is is it even possible? Like, is like, it maybe the way to eliminate hate is, is not to directly address like, address it. I mean, I would say that I, obviously that's a, like a very like naive way. Like, oh, well, if we just forget about it, it's gonna go away. But are we taking like, are there different approaches to eliminating hate? Because it seems like we have, we've become well, more socially aware of hate. But it is not dying down at yeah, all. It, it seems like, like it's spreading. becoming worse because of the <laughs> internet. Yeah, like, we are, like, I'm pretty sure pe- once people figured out, they're like, oh, I want to join that hate group. Thanks, uh, YouTube, for telling me about that. Yeah, thanks, Facebook. <laughs> thanks, Facebook, for like, telling me there's a hate group a couple miles south or something. I don't know. Like, like, I feel like we are potentially taking the wrong outlook 
on eliminating probably why the aliens won't say anything they're like why are these guys tweaking (laughs) so hard oh my god what y'all up to (laughs) dude the aliens are like they've gotten too big they should have just figured out spaceship technology earlier (laughs) like and then they wouldn't have this problem Man, we are really looping around with these convos. No, I just usually loop it right back around to aliens. That's great. <laughs> Mini Joe Rogan. Dude, a lo- I just watched that documentary yesterday, so it's all fresh <laughs> in my mind. Yeah, fr- it is quite fresh. Indeed. Yeah, but that's crazy, dude. Like, the, Ameri- the United States really needs to, like, take a, a look at ourselves and be like, how are we going to become more happy? We need, like, we could be starts with being better to other people. Yes, but also the way that you structure a society, like, there, have you seen the studies where, like, the way you structure an office affects the way people treat each other? Yeah. It's almost like that with society, like, the way that you, like, when you have cities like New York, it's been, I'm pretty sure it's, like, literally scientifically proven that if you, the more packed people are, like, in a square, like, mileage, the, the sad, more right? aggressive people become. <laughs> yeah. Like, Dude, yeah, that's what talking about the gene, society, gene study I was talking about. The environment's, like, yes. pretty hostile because there's so many people. The way we are structuring almost our society in itself in the ways that we, tr- like, are told to treat each other and what's fair and what's not fair, it's almost sort of setting ourselves up to just not be happy. Like, it's, like, I'm pretty sure if you look at like finland i could be completely wrong and you look like the the way they treat their prisoners or the way they look at drugs or just like the whole criminal reform aspect it's like a very i i I could be completely wrong but like there's so much more relaxed in the united states and and that's just a total reflection of how their society sees the way they should treat each other like in the united states portugal uh, decriminalized heroin yeah that's huge but and like they i bet you that like countries that are pushing towards decriminalization still definitely have probably insanely harsh prisons like terrible like well like there are countries that have prisons that people like they aren't like upset there and then when like they get out like they have very few repeated offenders because the people that go to prison aren't seen as horrible humans they they actually do learn stuff like they go there and they become like they can take classes they can do stuff and learn have you seen clockwork orange no shout out the clockwork orange that movie is really good and it talks about that but yeah like on on the topic of like prison like or like new age prisons almost like these people coming out of them these privatized prisons private that i don't know if they're private no they they are no in the united states yeah there are in the united states yeah obviously there are no i think the ones in other countries are probably government funded they're just well run they're just well run and like they look at prison reform completely differently i think also a good step is like decriminalizing like marijuana nationally because people should not be getting locked up for that type of stuff do you see that the united nations declare that marijuana like they like they didn't i think they like they acknowledge the medicinal use of marijuana yeah they're probably getting ready for like pressure on other countries yeah because eventually if there are enough countries in the un where it is oh everyone listening to this buy acreage uh wait no buy canopy growth corp on uh just buy that stock trust (laughs) me are you even allowed to say that oh fuck i have no relation with them so (laughs) i i i wait if i have some i don't think it matters i I have a little bit but like i I recommend that stock i also recommend mind med (laughs) so yeah if any of you uh buy stocks there there you go 
Not obligated. Tripping towards success with these stock recommendations. Enjoy. Non-obligatory stock recommendations. <laughs> Zero affiliation with with any company. Oh my god. All right. Well. All right. Let's segue this into the main. The main topic. The main theme. Main theme. What happens when you die again? <laughs> So, uh, no, like, really. Yeah, I asked No, no. <laughs> On the topic of death, are you going to upload your mind? If that's I don't available? think I can. You don't think you can? No, I'm not saying, like, is it possible? But if in, if that would happen no. in our lifetime, would you try it at least? No. Not because, like, I feel like if that was ever a possibility, some people would try it, and then they would eventually be like, all right, I, I'm bored of this enough to just, like pass off like if if they believe that dying is just nothingness they're like all right i've had enough existence like some people will sort of they're like they'll make damn like i want some more lifetime or i want to be able to recreate reconnect with like the virtual versions of my family members or something like that and like stuff like that but i i'm very curious like what how will that change people live if the way, like, how much I don't think does it'll ever be death possible. affect the way that we live? Like, oh, a lot. So once you change death, how you much can tell by all the boomers that don't give a fuck about global warming. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I'm gonna die, but like, it wouldn't affect. And also, in a good way, you could tell by all of the. I think Japanese. Fuck, it's kind of bad that I'm messing this up. It was Chinese or Japanese. Uh, older age people were cleaning up a. Oh, like nuclear waste. Mm-hmm. So the yeah, younger generation so didn't have to do that. I, I forget what country that's it was. Very, but um, that's yeah, like a good. That's a good. Yeah, I think it was Japan. But that was a good thing about it. That's yeah. That's yeah. We. I mean, that's why just people in Japan respect their elders. Like that's because like that like because that, they do shit like that. Yeah, because they do shit like that. But like in general, they do have a greater respect for their elders. Like it's like very like disrespectful if you don't take care of your parents like and you don't like that's like you have to like take care of your parents like yeah stop dodging the question though like when those parents die or when you die what happens what happens my person with my personal beliefs i think it's just it's just nothing like but i don't i don't like i don't think that's a bad thing you know what materialism is materialism yeah it's like the idea that like everything like your consciousness just comes from like your brain so it's like yeah. when i die my brain isn't working therefore there is nothing mm-hmm. that's like a materialist point of view and there would be like a spiritual sp- i think it's spiritualism where it's like when i die it doesn't matter like i'm going to be part of like this fucking like life energy flow which is like just like what other people think when they die like when somebody like thinks they die and they go to heaven that's more of a spiritualistic view because they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to go to heaven now because I yeah. died. Like other religions have different ways of like saying that, but like a materialist would be like, when I die, my brain is dead. There is nothing. Mm-hmm. That's just, and yes. there's also dualism, which is like in between that. I would say that I fall definitely on the materialist end, but I like, I again like, it's there's always a realm of possibility. You can't, you can't go throughout your life and and really not take every possibility into account at least a little bit because when you shut out possibilities you just really like you can definitely see it's apparent when people like they they really don't care to like 
think about the other possibility. Like, I know I keep veering off. Oh my god, I keep keep veering no, off topic. Good. But like, like what like, at least politically right now, like you can see it on both sides. People do not like want to hear anything that has to come out of the other side. Like, they will <laughs> not consider like even if it was like something that fell within their political beliefs, unbeknownst like knowns to them, they would <laughs> just because it came out of a politician's <laughs> mouth that wasn't on their side, they like instantly would hate it. Yeah. Like that is like why <laughs> that is like such a bad way. Like we're. Of like that is incredibly damaging to our society to think like that personally and 100%. the media is totally exacerbating it is it is like and they get views because that's happens. how they make money that the yeah. media has figured out that that's how they're going to make money like they're going to like force this divide and create a group of people that are loyal to them that want to come onto the news and just listen to the garbage that it has to spew for hours like you there can't be possibly enough important things happening in this world that there's like 24 hours of news on no matter what network station you put on like there cannot be an like there like if you consolidated the important things that were happening in the world down in 10 minutes every day and that's all you got you would be infinitely better off than someone who sat in front of the television for five hours a day listening to CNN or Fox News. Or what do you mean you'd ABC. be better off though? You would be spiritually like, more mentally, fulfilled, mentally, and not even like just like because it's just it's so damaging to your like, to your mental health to sit in front of a TV and just get angry. Like you're but no they don't one care. But like yeah, but like people like to get angry, but they don't realize the damaging effects of just sitting around and getting. No, angry. but they're like, oh, when I die, I'll just go to heaven, or I'll just die. Like <laughs> they don't care. But like, they're like that's I, yeah. But I don't want to diss religion at all. But people who rely too much on their afterlife need need to. I don't not need to, but like they should also, in my opinion, think about the importance of living in this life also. Like, you only get one as far as we know. Yes, as far as, like, as far as we know, <laughs> this is about it. So, like, if you spend the whole time, like, schmizzing it up to get it up, like, get, like, top seat and up there. The seat like, next to God himself. <laughs> the seat next to the big man All you gotta himself, do is just like, molest children. Like, Boom! <laughs> no, but, like, you're kind of... You're missing the point of the whole thing. Like, it's not... It should be pretty apparent that even if there is an afterlife, that this is something pretty special right now that we need to like you need you should be fully in tune with just living and being happy and having a long Then why would you upload life. your consciousness? Cuz if you're living a super then you, if you're you living have no a happy reason life, to live a happy life if you have could have the infinite amount of time to do whatever you want and live that's a fully very true. happy but it's the humanistic part of myself that just doesn't want to die. If I'm, or at least I'm thinking, oh, if I'm living a happy life, by the time I die, I I'm think, gonna want to keep going. You know, I think you'll be good. But who I think knows? you'll be ready to go. <laughs> I hope I'll be ready to go if the stuff isn't out. Man, you're ready to go right now. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh God. Um. Yeah. Wait, have you ever solo tripped? Solo trip? No, I've never. I'm never solo trip. Not something. Uh. I think I would do for a while at least. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. It's. I really recommend maybe on it. Mushrooms, I think it's the best type I of. Tr- maybe I try it on mushrooms, but even then, like, 
I feel like having someone at least around that I could go to, that would be like like my rock on my trip. Like if I would need someone like a rock, you know. Like, oh, yeah, 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 I got you. But yeah. That's the only way I would sort of stay like, it might keep my mind from going crazy, you know. You know, all these psychedelic stocks are going to boom because people are going to go to like doctors for like that type of therapy. Yeah, I, re- I really am excited for the research and all of the, and like, like, we are, it is such a dark age that we are in right now, and the way that we look at, like, just psychedelics in general, or the therapeutic value that they have, like, there's so many lies and misinformation that we have been told so many times to the point where it is, like, now It all started factual. in the fucking 1970s, essentially, but it started with Nixon. Yes, definitely. I mean, but, like, you people, even now, we figured out that the reasons behind all these lies that we've been told, there's, like, sinister reasons behind them, and still, we're not actively trying to combat the lies that we've been told that we now figure out, that we've now figured out are totally false. Like, so many of the things that we've been told about... Oh, yeah, it starts with education, right? Like, yeah. you, we need, like... But the fucking, like, health class that I took about drugs was, like, they're all bad, and, <laughs> and don't uh, take them, and like, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I was like, like, everyone did a PowerPoint on the drug, yeah, and they're yes. like, bad, bad, bad. Like, just, like, like, only explain why it's bad, yeah. and, but, like, instead, why aren't we talking about how Shout to use Ar- it? dot org is, like, the longest-standing non-biased database for drugs. Shout like, not even once do they website. talk about, like, the dangers, or, like... Of, like, needles or, like, getting infectious diseases from that, like, or, like, how to safely, yeah. you, like, if you see someone that you know is going to 100% use heroin, how do you make sure that person's not going to die? Like, that's, Naloxone. that is important. Yeah, but, like, we don't, we don't talk about that, like. Well, we clearly do because I know, but we don't talk about it enough because I had to learn through Reddit. I had to yeah. learn through not the internet. Like, not, yeah. like, that should be, that's, everyone yeah. should know what to do if you see someone Yeah, dying. that's a good thing of like, we could publicly educate, like that should, That could be like implemented publicly. Like kids should have a well-versed and non-biased drug class on like how to yeah. safely go about drugs Dude. in the environment yeah. that they will be in. Because it's gonna happen. It's it is so irresponsible. Like I'm not saying you're. I'm not saying like a kid is definitely gonna be in an environment with drugs. I'm saying like drugs are pretty much everywhere. So like essentially, if you're living in a city or anywhere like populated, there will be drugs in that. Yes. Like county, I guess. Even if you're not somewhere populated, it's there are drugs everywhere. It's like even when people don't consider them drugs, they're still they still are drugs. Like, tobacco is not even, like, considered a drug in certain places in the United States. It's just, we smoke. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, that's a drug. <laughs> but, like, people aren't fully educated on it. Like Nicotine, are, THC, like, like, alcohol, that's a drug. Like, it's yeah. crazy how you see alcohol and drugs when you could just see drugs and alcohol just, like, falls under that I category. I know, like, uh, yeah, alcohol, fine. how is it different from drug? Like, it's usually, like, people say, drug and alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, like, <laughs> drugs and alcohol. I'm like, what? Alcohol, I'm like, when does that become a different, when did that become a different? It's like, always, it became a different thing in, like, the 70s. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, in the 70s around there. Drug and alcohol just basically mean weed and drugs. Like, say, if it's drug, if it's, it's either alcohol or it's weed, which is drugs, bad. <laughs> Even which is like that's like unless it's in a pill, it, unless it's in a pill bottle, it's 
Pill bottles, <laughs> alcohol, and drugs. Those are those are the categories. Yeah, once it, once you put something in a pill bottle, it's totally okay. So once you it. brand that pill bottle, you're like, oh, Tylenol, easy money. Like, yeah, it's okay. great for you, you know. <laughs> I do enjoy a daily, like not a daily, but like an occasional Tylenol PM, like you know. <laughs> Can't say I do myself. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, I mean, I some, something that we should touch on is like. Do you think the pharmaceutical industry is going to put their hands in the weed industry? Because that is something I am very, very scared that is going to happen. Because like, no, you like just need been... to invest in somebody that can monopolize no, it. No, but instead. Uh, think about it. I think the the pharmaceutical industry has undeniably been one of the largest. They've been the biggest people. greasers I've no, ever known. But they've if, been... if you guys don't know what a greaser is, it's a, literally a pharmaceutical company. Like that's it. Like <laughs> <laughs> they've been pushing back. They've one been one of the biggest proponents of pushing back weed legalization in like in modern times so now i feel like now they're starting to realize that like it's not going to stop like states aren't yeah gonna and stop we, need to, we need to make sure that they, they get fucked get over for realizing it too late and invest in like canopy growth corp no relation by the way but, but they th- won't if they monopolize realizing too late they're they gonna monopolize gonna they're like they're gonna lobby making weed a schedule two drug which gives them access and not like dispense yeah they access. are with joe biden in office they're 100 percent gonna do that and it's gonna work yeah, he uh, he's i mean i like i'll be honest like i like he's kind of a little bit of a puppet of the like large company you like, can't say that no. i want to say he's a like, pu- no i'm not he saying, is no i be honest like I he is i'm him. being honest he is like i voted for him but he's a puppet like let's <laughs> yeah he's we had two pretty bad options this year <laughs> Seems like a deja vu. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Now the Dems have the Senate potentially. Yeah, if, if that's if that's very interesting. So if Georgia gets flipped to Democrat, then we could potentially see the Senate passing um, a federal decriminalization of marijuana. Marijuana. Why do I call it marijuana? Marijuana is literally like a like it it's is a cannabis. racial term. If you say cannabis, it's, it's a term better. that people that literally we started using it's like to, to like people make people associate weed with Mexicans so that they could like bully the minorities like that were using it. That is, is terrible. Like we should eradicate the term marijuana. It is like to just be. You just, well, stop saying it then. Say cannabis. 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 <laughs> Roll up my spliff. Look what I did. <laughs> yeah, but um, on that note, should we transfer to another topic? What are you thinking? Um, hmm. I. DMT realm. DMT realm. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let me check the phone. Let's see what kind of topics i have on get here. the phonographer out this is all getting cut um oh this is something i want to talk about so do you think like this is, so humans have created society to comfort themselves but it, it's been at the expense if you really look back and like take a bigger look it's been at the like the greater expense of 
like our freedom and our individuality. Like, yeah, we can have cities where we have large numbers of people where like you can't just go out and murder someone. Like that's against the law. Like there are consequences to that. And like we have structure and stuff law to that. Most places. But, but at the same time, in creating that structure, we have unknowingly compromised a large amount of our freedoms and our individuality as a human. By saying you're not allowed to murder people? No, no. Just by being in a society that's like a high. <laughs> we like, live in a society. By li- no, but no, by living. <laughs> <laughs> no, by being like in an advanced society. Like the more society Dude, advances, we live in a society. like no, you can like like the general trend is that the more a society advances, like the like the more people are stripped of almost of their freedom and their individuality. Not and not like a hundred percent, but like it at least seems we like we live that. in a society. We live in a society. <laughs> True that, but no. But if you really like, if you think about like, if you think about that, like we do live in a society. <laughs> Yes, come making full circle of society. Start talking about society and with society. We live in a society. All right, that, that that's enough. That's enough. That's enough for the podcast. We live in a society. All right, we stop. We're gonna do another topic. Wait, really? We are. Yeah, we're going on to pizza crust.